Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey everybody, this is John Driscoll from Young and the Restless, the new Philip Chancellor IV. You are listening to Buzzworthy Radio right now with Novell. Stay tuned for what's coming up, what's happening, what's going on, and what will be coming up, what drama to be expected on your favorite soaps. Listen in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Buzzworthy Radio on this Monday, July 27, 2009. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Coast Time on BuzzworthyRadio.com. The phone number to dial in is 646-595-4228. We also have a chat room running right now, as well as the fact that you can send emails at Natalie at BuzzWittyRadio.net, or you can send me messages on Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now. Follow us at BuzzWittyRadio, all one word, basically. Our show name, how original. We actually are going to be joined by some of the lovely ladies from Ashby's Angels. I see they're popping into the chat room right now as we speak, but uh, yeah, I am imploring them to call in because I told them to, and if they don't and leave me alone, then that will pretty much be a very sucky show. We are going to be recapping yesterday's Daniel Goddard and Billy Miller event that took place at Six Flags The Great Adventure, well, actually, the Hurricane Harbor in Jackson, New Jersey. So for those of you who did attend and you have some stories you want to share with us about meeting meeting Daniel and Billy or um, anything YNR related, uh, we implore you to call into the show tonight. So again, the phone number to call in is 646-595-4228. Um, it's actually my uh, first time actually meeting the guy uh, yesterday. And I again, it was very, it was <laughs> very comical actually. I have to say that, uh, first of all, it, it was just funny about the fact that when I told him what my first name was, yeah, this is my story when I got there. Uh, I want to tell you all, I was supposed to get there by the first show at one, but I got there late. So I managed to get there by the three o'clock showing, went there, recorded some stuff, and I had uh, heard a woman ask, the guys about what went down with uh, Chris Engen on the show, why is Michael Beauty playing the part, and as surprising as that is, I was, I should not be surprised that Billy was open to answering the question, because he did do it on my show as well, so it was, a. Uh, so no, it, it was not shocking at all to hear, to hear such a, to hear such a thing come out of, uh, come out of Billy's mouth, but it was a good response. It wasn't anything derogatory or anything, but it was just it was just truthful. Uh, so, yeah, there was that, too, and I uh, thought it was undeniably cute and precious that uh, Billy proposed to a little girl on stage. It was uh, absolutely adorable. Anna, if you're listening, hi, Anna. And <laughs> and it was, a, it was a good, it was a good moment there. I will go on to say this. And again, this is my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people are about to voice this opinion that uh, I'm about to have right now. But whoever this MC was, you know, I don't know who this woman is. She can pretty much bite me in the ass. I really don't care. 
I don't know who you are, so you're really a blip on the radar. But she got on my last nerve by basically telling everybody that had no time for autographs, had no time for pictures. They had to get out. They had to catch a plane at 6.30. I'm like, what? First of all, you could have gotten it done if it was done in an orderly fashion. If not, anybody was rushing to get up to get up to the guy, see them, hold their, shake their hands, whatever you want, whatever they wanted to do. I mean, it could have been done. I there was absolutely no way that they had to get them rushed out of there just to have them do a handshake. That's it. What the fuck? There there was something wrong with that that little scenario. So. I pretty much said, well, she's not stopping me to take a picture. That, that's pretty much what I And I got mine. So, you know, that, that, there it is. You know, that's just how I roll, bitches. So. Shawana is with us right now, one of the, one of the ladies that I, I met yesterday. The, the Ashby's Angels crew. How are you? I'm good. Hey, how are you? I just woke up. I just woke up from a little nap. I I <laughs> did not take one like I really wanted to, so I stayed up all day at the computer, just uh, <laughs> browsing around, and I got no nap today. So, you know, I got home. Uh, I got home at like ten thirty. Didn't get to bed till like after one. Okay. So, oh, you know. yes, I came here and I woke up early too. So. After, at about 4 o'clock, I was ready to crash because Saturday we were all out. <laughs> of course, the ladies came into the city, and we just were all so tired <laughs> right now. <So. laughs> we had a good time. It was great. We did, we did have a good time. I, I liked what Kate just said in the room that uh, she was like, that's what I said. I'm from Canada, and I'm getting my picture. I'm like, this chick, yeah. I don't know who. I'm like, who was this chick? I'm like, who is she to tell people not to get a picture with these two guys if they wanted to get a picture? And not only <laughs> that, but you're going to say that if they continue to take pictures, they're going to have to take them away. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I guess uh, she's done it before. I guess that's what she's used to, and uh, apparently that's what, that's what she always does. The thing is, though, once you go to Daniel and you try to take a picture, he's not going to say no. So, yeah, I was I was annoyed, too, when she kept, like, chasing people away and stuff, so... Yeah, that kind of was like, that that floored me. I mean, especially the part that said, you continue to take pictures, and we're going to have to cut this and end this early and send them on their way. I'm like, fuck that, bitch. (laughs) I know. See, she was acting like there were hundreds of people ready to bum-rush them or something. Granted, a few kind of did it, but it was, I mean, it, it was more than maybe 30, 40 people. There was enough time to do that. Well, whatever. It was it was a nice amount that it could have been done, and you know, and uh, I can't say orderly because most of the fans are rabid. <laughs> I mean, thing is, they, I mean, I, I can say that openly and and not feel bad about it. But there are fans that are rabid. I mean, I, I one of the things I love about fans is I get to sit there and just make fun of how crazy most of them are. It's like you love to hate exactly. them. Or you just hate them. Me, I just, I just love to love them. <laughs> you know, because they're just freaking, they're just freaking hilarious when they're just crazy. I mean, exactly. I see, I see the upset fans, and I'm going like, mm, mm, mm. And I'm like, this is something for the book. You know, it's like people will it's not always, believe it unless you see it, and I, it's just yeah. great. It's always but a chuckle to see those things happen. I think that's, that's one of the favorite things about it. 
But if she had set it up where it could have been done, where you just have women lining up and just, have, like, kept the guys on the stage, it would have flowed more smoothly. She just said, okay, we're going to do it as if she was doing everyone a favor when it was advertised as a meet and greet. With autographs. It was, yeah, that's what Kate just put in the room. Like, it was advertised as a meet and greet with right. autographs and photo opportunities, which is what mm-hmm. I thought it was going to happen when she said that, um, like, uh, that's not what was advertised in, at this event. Like, exactly. So that's it. We just shake their hands and have them uh, get up and leave. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Stood out in the damn sun for four hours to see them. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the thing is, if you ask them most times, they never say no anyway, the guys, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and you know, I was, you know, and I, I honestly, I was like, why, why, why was, you know, this woman, she does not need to do it again. I mean, I could have handled that situation better if I had the Microsoft. I mean, seriously. Definitely, definitely. She was, um, she was all over the place. Mm. But we had a yeah. good time. But we had a good time. I, I, I will. I, I just loved it when fans were like, you guys, when, when, when the angels. Let, let me tell you this. When the angels got to take their pictures uh, with Daniel and Billy, I had some lady stand next to me and go, how come they're special and get to take a picture with Daniel and Billy and we can't? My favorite, my favorite moment throughout that, throughout that. I mean, I got there late, but that was, that was like the infamy it, for me. And, you know what? Um, <laughs> it happens every time we do that. <laughs> We're like, um, well, he's talking to us. What are we supposed to do? I mean, they plan to take the picture with us because we're his official, <laughs> his official fan site. So, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I told them. That's what I told them there. And she was like, so what? And I was like, uh, that means they're more special than you and get to have a picture with them. Just like I'm special and get to have a picture with them because I host a radio show and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> It always happens. I'm like, well, I, I, okay. I, and again, I just said this because that woman got on my nerves. I don't say that to people out of, like, egotistical reasons, but if you put me in that corner where they piss me off, then I will do something to piss them off right back, and that's very enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, I said that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to see this chick again, so what? <laughs> but it, it happens every time, so. It but is, it, it is whatever. But it was fun. Uh, I uh, again, my first my first instance meeting both of the guys, and like you, you girls knew who I was like right away. Yeah. Billy knew who I was right after I said my first name, like it clicked. Yeah. Why is it that when Daniel, when I told it to Daniel, it, it was like I had to wait ten seconds and I had to tell him who I was. That's kind I of saw that. that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I just, uh, he he can be a little all over the place sometimes, but you know, I'm sure he's had he's many goofs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that with the utmost respect, by the way. But he is a goof. <laughs> yeah, I did see when you told him. He was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't." How you said the name? I couldn't. Something like that. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, Daniel." <laughs> He was like, I was like, you you know I'm the buzzworthy guy, right? And he was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, way. <laughs> I, I, I was just, I, I, the face, the facial expressions were just made what made it because that was 
that part was hilarious. Mm-hmm. If anything, how his face was when I said I was above where the guy, that pretty much was to die for. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that he emphasized what all you chicks were saying, and not just you guys from the site, but everybody else who listened to Daniel's show a few weeks ago. By the way, if you haven't listened to it, make sure you listen to it. It was like it was one of the best shows that we've ever had, simply because mm-hmm. stuff happened in there that was undeniably not expected. With Kristoff falling <laughs> into the show, being yeah, yeah. left on air, you know, all that good <laughs> stuff. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, man. Make sure you check that out. It was from uh, July 9th. Uh, when we had him on the show, so make sure you guys check it out. And you know, he emphasized how great of a show that was, and you guys did, and you know, everybody else was. But to hear him say that himself, that was pretty. That was pretty tight. That was pretty refreshing. So that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I pretty, I pretty much loved that. So, so what exactly, what exactly went down before I got there? Like, what, what was going on, the first part, like the first part of the show. Um, it's, it's kind of more or less going to follow the, the same thing. I mean, you, you came, I think you came on to the end of the second part. You know, it was just lots of questions asked, being asked back and forth. And, you know, it, we didn't have too much in the way of storyline stuff. It's just kind of get a, a, an idea of who the guys were. They were asking, okay. like, you know, Billy, uh, the mama jokes <laughs> were out in full effect. <laughs> Which is great. Even the daddy jokes. I think someone asked Daniel if uh, who he looks like. You know whether he looks like his mom or his dad. And it started this whole milkman joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing for a while. because <laughs> he was saying he doesn't quite look like his dad or his mom. So it's you know the boy. The boys were ribbing each other. And but then it was, I, it was nice. I mean. It was just, Kate, Kate said something about a phone call. Was there a phone call somewhere in there? Or? Oh, oh, oh. Um, remember, uh, well, the phone call that started this whole Philip Chancellor mess coming back. I uh-huh. think someone had asked if uh, if it was done with the intention of changing from back in from way back in uh, 2007, if it was done with, you know, the intention of making Kane not be chancellor back then when the thing is that when they shot it and they hadn't anticipated doing this because it was three different head writers and someone just kept asking the question you know right but, um do you not know anything about and he was that was three head writers ago and i guess they weren't understanding that it wasn't done they just brought it back i guess to kind of bring tom beers back on the scene or something like that so Good. I think uh, one person even oh one person even asked is uh are they gonna eighty six Lily or something like that? So we we had some good chuckles. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. That is a shame. I was I was surprised. I was surprised though. I I actually like I said I wasn't surprised, but um, but still surprising that you know they were asking about the whole Chris Engen situation. Yeah, um, yesterday, and well, he was open to answering it. I mean, it was, again, he answered it when he was on our show uh, last month. But yeah. uh, and you know. someone had asked, someone had asked him the same question in the first, in the first, um, at, in the one o'clock uh, version. Uh, someone had asked him the same. He basically said the same thing. So okay, you know, it was interesting hearing. They also talked about the uh, the Melody Thomas Scott situation. 
Oh, did they? You know, yes, yes. They, they, they basically said um, she, t- she took the pay cut. It was just other fine details they were ironing out. So I guess it wasn't as bad as it was rumored. So. Okay. Basically said everyone took a pay cut and was um and was more than happy to do it because of the changing uh economy things like that. So that was definitely something I didn't know before. So mm. that was good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A little bit I missed there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now I know no, I know a lot of people I know a lot of people want to talk about why and are tonight too. Don't worry, we are. Let's uh, let's start off with something I just found out today. Uh, the Sony TV president visit, visited the uh, the Y&R set um, from FanCast.com. Uh, last Friday, Sony Pictures Television president Steve Mosco visited the Young and Arrested studio for a town meeting with the show's cast, crew, and production office staff. Mosco runs Sony's entire television division, including primetime cable and syndication. Sources say he wanted to speak frankly with employees about the show's recent two-year renewal by CBS. The new contract mm-hmm. cuts the license fee, which means even more budget cuts. Some production yeah. office staff and crew have already had their salaries slashed. Moscow discussed the current state of the show and praised the leadership of Maria and Billy Bell before opening up the floor questions. The meeting was described by an attendee as a pep talk to let the staff know that their hard work was appreciated. Of course, Moscow may hope that future contract negotiations will go more smoothly than Melody Thomas got now that the cast knows that the show has no money to spare. CBS Daytime President Barbara Bloom did not attend the meeting, nor did Eric Braden, even though he was reportedly on set Friday. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the best solution is just cut the weight, stop bringing back people that you know, are really not kind of serving any purpose. Because while I kind of enjoyed, you know, the way Daniel is portraying, portraying this whole situation with Ali Sorry and all that, you know, with Kane, to me it's like I'm not impressed with Tom Beard. He's really not that great of an actor to me for them to have gone to all this trouble. I mean, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but I guess, it's, it's you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion or whatever. But they, a lot of that way it could be clipped off of the show, seriously. Some people that, and there's so many different silly storylines that's not really compelling at all, and this is all over the place. So, well, before, yeah, before I get into my opinion, I want to let everybody know that if you want to, if you have a comment you want to make on air as well, dial in at six four six five nine five four two two eight. Make some comments in the chat room. I'm reading them all right now. Um, one of the things that I, what after I had read that article um, from FanCast. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of people are now saying that this meeting was done because of the fact that YNR is getting low ratings right now, and yeah. he's yeah. pretty much doing this now to basically either tell them to shape up or they are going to be shipped out, kind of thing. And they're not happy with the direction of the show, where the show is going right now, which is pretty much. What you were saying in regards to the fact that the comeback with uh, Tom Beers as Philip Chancellor, I mean, I I watched him, you know, before in his early years. I mean, yeah, I had to do some uh, YouTubing for that. Low Low YNR would always air like the classic episodes on CBS, so I got to see him mm-hmm. on those as well. But and by watching all that stuff, it was a uh, mediocre 
acting at best. I mean, you know, yeah, Tom's Tom's a friend of Tom's a friend of mine, but yeah, it it just didn't it just seemed like his return highly anticipated yeah. was a letdown yeah. and a disappointment. Yeah. It was an anticlimactic moment. I mean, I was looking forward to the reason that they, they went through all this trouble. I thought it would have been worth it in the end. And I thought maybe as it got along, maybe we'd see a little bit more depth to the character or, you know, some layers that he's playing, and I'm not seeing that. I'm not impressed. He's working. He's with some great actors working now, and they all seem to have chemistry, but to me he's not really clicking. And any time he's in a scene with with Jess Waltz and Trisha Cass, Trisha Cass, Daniel, they outshine him. They really do. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, see, like before, um, when he was on the first time, when he was like on initially, even let's even go back further. You know, he had all these uh, the women, the women actresses. You know, able to hold or basically sell the scenes with him in it. That they were able to, you know, they were able to work to the best of their talents in order for him to look okay with what he was doing in those scenes back then, which was why. At first, when I looked at it from the 80s, his stuff wasn't that bad. But when he came back, it just seemed worse, especially for the fact that he's been out of it for 20 years. I mean, he's been out of this show for 20 years. He comes back fresh on the scene, and it just seems—it just seems like where it just like it went from bad to worse, and mm-hmm. just you know, just like that. I mean. Maybe the maybe the acting standards from the eighties to now is different as to what we expect. But as I look, I mean, I I truly can't remember him. I I guess I didn't watch it that much way back when. I, I was or I was probably too young. The thing the thing is, as I look back now, his acting was was mediocre back then. It was very kind of eighties, and you know, this is twenty is twenty some odd years later. You can't. It's it's different, so you have to adapt and. He uh, he hasn't shown us anything. Everyone else is out acting him in just about any scene. <laughs> so, and if they apparently there's a rumor that he and uh, I think Rafe are gonna hook up or something, mm-hmm. and uh, that will be fast forward material for me because <laughs> I I truly can't see him. I'm not impressed with Yanni Gelman either. So, two of them in one scene. Uh, yeah, sorry, Tom Beers is he's just not working for me. Yeah, I mean a lot. And um, um, B two three ninety four in the chat room said he'd be on Thugging the Scene. Yes, I agree. And yeah, yeah. Trisha Cass may have been away for a while, but she's only been away for about seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a little less than uh, twenty. So she was able to uh, able to pick back Thanks. up on that real quickly. You know, so that's that's yeah. understandable. <laughs> And the thing is, and she she was she was good then, and she's better now. While I may have some issues with the character, there's no denying that Trisha Cass is really good at what she does. And Tom Beers is just uh, he wasn't good then, and he's not good now. So you know, but you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> but it's he's really. I fast forward when he's when if he's not dealing with someone I want to see, I fast forward it. So. Yeah. But do you know how long he's going to be on the show? They said I he's th- going to be around for at least six months. That's all he signed on for. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I think I saw that. Yeah, hopefully it's just a temporary because uh, he's not working for me at all. I mean, all the trouble they went through to bring him back. It's yeah. Uh, it felt like if anything, if they were you know, had this had happened, you know, if we knew about it before or whatever, then uh you know, they should have just kept Kane as Bill's boy. Mm-hmm. Considering the fact now that uh, you know, Jill is now gonna accept him as her son anyway. You know, she never gave birth to him, she's she's still putting him in the will and all this other stuff and I think we asked, uh, uh, I'd asked the guys, you know, with Jill adopting Kane, how is that going to impact the relationship between Billy, Philip, and Kane? So they said, you know, it might be a little tense, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Maybe we'll see a little bit more layers to Tom Beers, but at this point, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I'm not, like, really, because anytime they're in scenes, the rest of the people carry the weight. He's just not. Yeah. He just seems to be not connecting at all with anyone. So I don't know. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens. And also, um, I was asked. I was asked earlier today by uh, Scott Novick. I think he's in the chat room as well uh, about uh, Eric Braden's uh, contract uh, negotiations, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Is he or is he not going to uh, take take it? Um, speculation is arising that uh, that um, he's not liking the fact that he's going to have to take a pay cut. He needs to chill. <laughs> but uh, but again, this is Eric Braden. He's not going to chill. If anything, he will start talking and he will start saying things in the soap magazines, whatever whatever outlet will let him speak. And that's what he will do. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that if he does talk, that he's going to, you know. Yeah, it's a changing economy. Everyone has to make, you know, everyone has to tighten their belts. So he has to, I guess, you know, since he's a veteran on the show, I guess he has a lot of power. But still, they can't pay you what what they don't have. And I'm not an Eric Baden, nor am I a Victor fan. And I, I, I. Kind of think he's, <laughs> you know, not. I'm underwhelmed by him. I've never been too much of a Victor fan, so it's mm-hmm. kind of neither here nor there with me. But I guess for people who've been watching it for quite a long time and have grown with him, they, you know, they'll feel a connection. But yeah. all right, I've yeah. got another New York caller. I think. Okay. Like I forgot my area because right. Um, we're gonna bring him on with us. So all these people are calling in. They're not going anywhere. So you're staying with me on the line. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, area code 917. Yep, 917. Yep, that is New York City. Scott Novick, Neville. How's it going? <laughs> hey, Scott. Oh, another New Yorker. Yay. Yes, uh, go ahead. Native New Yorker, born and bred. <laughs> nice. And yeah, go ahead and and men, go ahead and mentioning you know what you were talking about. Go ahead with you know the whole Eric Braden thing. You know I do got to agree with you. It's go, you know he's going to go ahead and you know get to the point where he's probably going to go ahead and you know push and shove and move whatever mountains he needs to to go ahead and get his way. You know he's got a lot of clout with the network and everyone knows how important it is. But 
I'm just wondering, you know, what's the cost going to be to Y&R? You know, they're going to have to make up that money somewhere, and where's it going to go ahead and come from? And that's the kind of scary part, given that we know the licensee has been slashed, the guys from Sony have come on set to go ahead and tell them, hey, though this is the way it's going to be. So is there some other part of the show that's going to go ahead and have to suffer? Go ahead with, you know, Eric, go ahead and keeping the salary he's got. Well, as as like that uh, as like that article said, Fancast, they have no money to spare. So exactly, what are they going to do in order to cut yep. costs if they decide to give in and give uh, um, Eric Braden what he wants? Because that's what I feel is going to happen. He's going to talk and talk and talk some more, and you know they're pretty much going to wind up listening to him, and they're going to cave into him. I think I think they're really going to cave into him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, the end result is, go ahead, he's probably going to get what he wants, but go ahead, you know, I would hope that maybe he'd see, you know, hey, you know, right now, go ahead, you know, this is this is the fact that the network's go ahead and cutting license fees for every show, guiding lights off the air right now, and even number one Y&R is go ahead and seeing less and less money coming in, and if they don't make that up somewhere, you know, good. Let's say, I mean, I've seen like on some blogs and go ahead and internet sites saying, hey, get rid of Jeffrey, get rid of Gloria, get rid of Mac, get rid of all these people they've brought in. And okay, let's say they go ahead and get that in there and that makes up the money that they need to go ahead and keep Eric happy. <laughs> now, meanwhile, they go ahead, they still have to bring on new characters on there, otherwise they're going to take the same old vets reshuffle them in the same old stories all over again, and the show's not going to move. <laughs> so it's kind of a catch-22. He, you know, if, go ahead, if push comes to shove, he's going to get what he wants. But go ahead, somewhere Y&R is going to go ahead and pay the piper for it because they're not going to be able to develop new characters, bring in other stories because they'll have the shortcoming and the money, go ahead, isn't going to go ahead and come from some other source just to keep Eric on. Eh? Well, here's my well, here's my uh, question though, uh, with regard to that. Um, you know, you said that um, if they let's say they let let's go with that example. Let's say they do get rid of uh, Jeff Bargwell, Gloria, Mackenzie. Um, let's say they get rid of those three. Yeah, it saves up the cost to pay for Eric Braden. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that they have a big enough cast as it is, and adding all more people to the canvas as they are doing. It should right. be doing. So, do you think that uh, if those set three were ousted like tomorrow, again, this is an example, mm-hmm. um, do you think that um, fans would be happy and they then they wouldn't mind if Eric got the pay cut? Again, this no. is the fans talking, not the stars talking, because if he did get what he wanted, then of course that probably would set Melody Thomas Scott's hair on fire. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, go ahead. Some fans are going to go ahead and be okay with it. I mean, when it comes to characters like Gloria and Jeffrey, you know, they're kind of on the fringe. There's still a lot of resentment left from the Lynn Marie Latham era where, you know, she went ahead, even though she didn't create Gloria, she's the one who kind of, you know, put her front burner and made her, you know, a queen on there. And And so there's still a lot of people who go ahead and say, hey, you know, 
go ahead and get rid of her. Go ahead, you know, okay, yeah, you made her pay for, go ahead, the face cream, go ahead and uh, tampering, but, you know, why do we even need her anymore? Go ahead, there's probably other people we could go ahead and be showing with. And, you know, Ted Shackelford, as much as he's, go ahead, and real popular from his Knox Landing days, and, you know, Sony and the network went ahead and kind of stepped in when Latham fired him and said, hey, find some way to get him back. So obviously he's got some great appeal and some leverage on that. But, you know, if Gloria goes, what, real, what good does it really do to go ahead and keep Jeffrey on? Uh, maybe you can link him with Jill, maybe not. But, go ahead, there isn't a lot doing. The thing with him is he's on recurring status right now. He's not under contract. So the only thing they save is whatever they spend when he's on. And lately that hasn't been a lot. Eh, they'll make up. So... I'm thinking that good if they're going to be cutting people, it's got to be you no know, contract players. Uh, Tom Beards is only on a six-month contract, and I've got a feeling, given uh, a lot of the negative reaction to his story and to his performance, that probably it won't last beyond the six months. <laughs> Uh, that might go ahead and make up a little bit. You know, maybe if you get rid of go ahead and people like McKenzie, go ahead that were brought on recently. Uh, and I've even seen some people going ahead and go ahead and picking people who've been on for you know, a few years now just to go ahead and you know working their way back on the list on there. You know, back to you know Adrian France when she went ahead and came on to 2006. Some people saying, oh, hey, ship her back to B&B, which has no room for her anyway right now. They've, got a, they've already got too many people in their cast right now. Uh, you know, everyone's probably someone's favorite, so there's going to be someone who's going to be complaining no matter who they cut. Eh, probably the big question is, okay, who's going to go, you know, go ahead and finding the people who are, you know, have just like a small fan base on there that may be loyal to them, but isn't really going to, seeing that character missing isn't going to go ahead and make or break the show. Huh? And if they can get enough of them, maybe they can go ahead and, you know, manage to go ahead and salvage that money. But, you know, then down the line, okay, you've got to rework with those same characters all over again that you've got on the canvas and, you know, what the Maria Marina Bell and her staff have to do at that point is step up and say, hey, we're going to go ahead and come up with these stories, go ahead to do new and interesting stuff with these vets on there, because that's all we've got left to work with now that we've gone ahead and slashed the red ink to go ahead and keep Eric on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think I think we lost Shawana. Is that is, Did you just call back in? Shawana, are you there? I guess we lost. All right. Um, three, four, seven, two, two, three. Another New York caller, I believe. You're on the line. How are you? I'm good. And actually, this is Shelly. Um, I'm one of Ashby's angels. Well, how are you? I'm good. I just called in to say hello, and I enjoy listening to your show. Well, I didn't actually thanks. expect to uh, get directly to you. I didn't have any particular question, but... Um, yeah, I just wanted to say hi, and I support your show, and just, you know, kind of listen to what was going on. How was Six Flags yesterday? A quick question, Shelly, who are you on AA? Um, Miss Music, 27. I thought so, hi, I'm Kitty Shawana, yeah. Hi, Shawana. <laughs> How are you? I was at, 
Because I, I teased her the other day. I was like, girl, you live in Brooklyn, and you can't step over to Jersey for us to go to Six Flags. But I know you said you, you work two jobs and I'm stuff. I work two jobs. Like, I wanted to go. I wanted to go. Yeah, but maybe, you know, next time I want to travel. As soon as I get all this stuff squared away, I want to travel. I want to go. I want to go with you guys and support, you know, it's, support our show. It's always, yeah, it, you're always welcome. As Nabelle can tell you when we get together, it's crazy, smutty, fun. Oh, <laughs> oh I right. love smutty. Pasta, pasta galore, that's all I'll say. I love smutty. Yeah. So, so how did they, did they give any any new info or anything? Or I'm sure they really um, can but. Did they give anything? No, not too much. They kind of hinted at some stuff. I think someone had asked if um, when Billy finds out about Chloe and, you know, Chance, he's going to have a negative reaction. Uh, He he was like, yeah, I think so. Kind of like he's implying that that's going to happen. So we were surprised to see that, you know, since Billy's off doing his own thing with Mag, so. Uh, well, you know, another thing I wanted to just kind of say, which I've, I've said on the boards, I mean, Crystal and Daniel are killing it. I mean, the the rest yep. of the show is mm-hmm. kind of getting whack in different areas, you know, and it's just yeah. kind of a snore at times, but they really, I mean, I've been crying all week. <laughs> like, Trust me, y'all have. What is going on? But I'm really happy for them, and I'm glad they finally – have an interracial couple on the show that works, you know, and yeah. so I'm happy about that. But it took I them a long we, uh, time to get that to happen, though. I mean, right, they right. they were gonna try with Nick, Neil, and Victoria, you know, if you um, mm-hmm. back in 1998, you know, they were gonna do that. You know, Heather Tom was on the show. We actually talked about that before, and she she really wanted that to to play out, but really, oh. yeah, she did want that story. She wanted that story to play out. Um, but of course, people were against it. They were against it. And because what ever happened with Phyllis and Damon? Damon Porter, you remember that one? Oh yeah, I do remember that one. Oh, he was hot. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't sorry, know what sorry. happened with that one. It, it just seemed like it fizzled out as soon as it started. So I mean, it was a yeah, true. So. Wasn't there a little a little thingy fire between Phyllis and Malcolm, or were they just friends? I'm trying to remember. I think we were, something? Kind of, we're just mini. friends. I know that uh, Phyllis modeled for him before. Okay. Because um, I always thought um, Shamar Moore and uh, Michelle Stafford had good chemistry. Yeah. I, I think Shamar went ahead and wanted that to go somewhere, but go ahead. Really? I don't. It, but it never, but it never really did. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Go ahead, it, it went ahead, but I think part of it was that was you know around the same time as go ahead. You know the story with go ahead with Neil and Victoria and. The, the climate at that time, it just seemed like, go ahead, there was just too much negative reaction. And I don't know what, you know, I mean, it, it changed, fortunately, for the better so that now you can go ahead and have, you know, a story where you go ahead and have, you know, someone like Kane and Lily go ahead and pair together and go ahead and, you know, not even bat an eyelash on it. But back then, I remember, you know, when I remember reading about, you know, all the hate mail that went ahead that Heather Tom and yeah. Chris and John were getting. And on yeah. B&B, and B&B at the same time had something similar, you know, when they had uh, Amber go ahead very briefly played paired with Raymond when he was still played by Usher before he made a yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and that, that also went ahead, got a lot of negatives. So then, and go ahead and 
some people said, you know, that's why finally when go ahead when the baby was born, it wound up being Rick's because they didn't want it to go ahead and be, you know, they just wanted to wipe that story off the plate. Mm-hmm. And wow. good. So, you know, good. It seemed like good when they had Phyllis and Malcolm with their friendship back then, you know, they were kind of testing the waters to see if they might want to go there, but they never did. Yeah, yeah and I, I wow. think, too, the chemistry with Crystal Khalil and Daniel is really good. But I think had it been played by the other young lady that played Lily before, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head. Devetta Sherwood. Uh, Devetta Sherwood. Exactly. I think it wouldn't have worked because a lot of uh, people saw her as being a little bit too ethnic, you know? I think it's, it's, it's I don't, actually, actually, I don't even think that would have, I don't even think that would have panned out, to be quite honest with you, if Devetta was still in the part. Um, for me, and this is my opinion on it, I think that if Devetta was still playing the role, I think she still probably would have been with Daniel than, mm-hmm. than Kane. I don't even think they would have had a Kane, a Kane and Lily romance if she was still there because yeah. Uh, we were I, talking I think, about that yesterday. We were like, um, while Devetta was, uh, I'm gonna say this. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of hers. I thought, I thought she was okay at what she did. To me, the only person she seemed to have chemistry with back then it was Victoria Rowell and Michael Grazade. Michael While to me, Chris, right? While to me, Crystal Khalil had more chemistry with all of those, especially with Christoph St. John. That father-daughter relationship really worked for me when it was her, and I was not impressed with Devetta because she seemed to me like she were a min- like she was a mini Drew, and I I was not a big Drew a lover. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was a mini They would have had no choice but to put her with Brighton. They would have after to break her up with with you know Graziati. They would have had no choice but to put her with Brighton because she couldn't you know really. The chemistry wouldn't have been there with anybody else, and it just would have gone around the circle. Yeah, we saw. Really, I cannot see her and Daniel Goddard together playing a good as a scene because, first of all, she was so. While she, I don't to me, she just always looked young. So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It, it it wouldn't have worked for me. I don't think it would have. I just, she just seemed to be a mini Drew where she's like always angry at a time when you know sometimes the scene calls for subtlety and. To me, neither she nor Victoria Rowell could accomplish that. While I respected her as an actress, I just Drew was way over, too way over the top for me sometimes. And yeah. yes, she was. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But that, that's, that's pretty much what made Drew. That's just that attitude yeah. and everything. I, I think I that's what so. it was. In her head. I just the way sometimes she was way too stereotypical for me, and I don't necessarily like seeing black women being portrayed that way. We, we're all different. That's yeah, true. sometimes yeah. I, I would cringe at certain things she would do, just like, oof, mm-hmm. you know, especially mm-hmm. when she would be in public and confronting people, like when she uh, got into an argument with Carmen and it was in public, and I was, oh, gosh. Like the angry she was ripping off the earrings and whatever. Yeah, the earrings kind of in the room and everything. Yeah. Cutting up her dresses and everything. Yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of people thought that was kind of crazy and hectic. We're going to switch gears uh, because I know I, I think Matt's with us. Matt, not my co-host, okay. Matt, but my uh, hey, no, I'll just take roommate. And he actually wanted to talk about the whole thing about Kitty, the popularity about Kitty, <laughs> the, the dead stuff cat. I mean, he wanted to he wanted to talk about this too, and I, you know what? When he mentioned that, I said, you know what? I think we should, because <laughs> I don't know what it is that is attracting all of us to that damn cat. 
<laughs> All right, Matt, That's you're you're guy. with us right now. Maddie. Yeah, I heard him talking. Maddie. No, Maddie does not answer me. <laughs> 618 area code. You're on the phone. <laughs> Hello? Yes. Hello. Are you out there? You know, it's, it's Maddie. I'm sorry. <laughs> it took him long enough. <laughs> I've got I got two phones going on here. I had my iPhone and I was forget it. It's a long story, but anyway. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, um, we um we just mentioned how you were like tweeting and everything about this whole this whole popular thing about the stuffed dead cat pigeons. <laughs> yeah. What what I am with this? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know where this. I, I stumbled upon that site on Facebook the other day, and I didn't realize there were that many people into this cat. And it just. I just thought it was the funniest thing. I mean, I just. It's just. I mean, it's. It's. I don't know. It's. It's kind of. It, when I first saw it, it is very uh, uh, morbid, but it just. It's turned into to me kind of a comedy thing. I, I mean, thought that was funny. I was just, I, I didn't even think about morbid. I mean, I, I first of all, I wanted to know. Well, who made it is what I wanted to know. I wanted to know who made that profile for the cat. I, I seriously was. I was like, mm, someone had a lot of time in their hands to do this, and once it was made, you should have seen so many people want to be Kitty's friend on Facebook. Yes. Oh Lord! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I just I busted out laughing when I got uh, when I got the notification. Kitty Benson accepts your friendship. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, but so, first she went from you know hanging out under the bed, you know, then she had her own little carrier, then she was like the pillow in the shed, and I just thought, you know what? You know what killed it for me? When she went, she went to Crimson Lights and she poured him a saucer of milk or something. Oh my God. It's just friggin' passion? And what the hell? And the best thing about it is the reactions to the cat. I mean, when Jack went ahead and saw it and said, Is that real? Go ahead. It's like, you know, go ahead. And, and go ahead and, you know, Adam, go ahead and we'll go ahead and barely see going on there. Go ahead and try to figure out, hey, is this good? What's this cat on there? Oh, you know, get your cat a saucer of milk. I think they might have been intending to try and bring, bring a little bit of black humor because the thing got all serious with, once we realized how insane Mary Jane was going on there. And go ahead, you know, it's kind of odd you know, remembering the original Patty Williams story when it was on and go ahead and reliving it and saying, seeing how twisted she turned out on there, all because of Jack 15 years later, 15, 20 years later. Go ahead, I love it. it, it it's good. But, so they need, but they needed something to lighten it up on there. And Kitty went ahead and did that because every time going on, that cat comes on, you go ahead and can't go ahead and take the whole thing 
totally seriously. It just you go ahead, you have to laugh at it, and maybe go and, and might make the thing, especially since Y and R has so much, you know, darkness and gloom and doom these days. So I guess go ahead and having that there goes ahead and helps move, move the story along and keeps it from you know going down the you know path of darkness that go ahead and drove you know allegedly drove Chris Engen off the, thing the show. Is, it was it was funny at first, but just like Y and R, they they. They have some storylines that move with warp speed, and the other ones, the other ones that move like molasses. So they 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 stretch it beyond any kind of credulity at this point. It's like, um, okay, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of Kitty, and I'm tired of gaslighting Ashley, who you know Ashley should be a scientist like, who doesn't know she's pregnant. Doesn't <laughs> know that she's pregnant, and she's carrying around a dead baby in her stomach. I mean, that's one of the things I'm really not liking about this storyline. I mean, I liked it in the beginning. But then it's getting to a point where the storyline is basically having to dumb down the other characters that are supposed to be yep, really yep. smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. like you said, number one, a scientist does not realize that she is carrying a dead a dead fetus in her body. And even Eileen and that's Davis, not a bit healthy. Something has not a bit, I mean, not, not a bit healthy. And, you know, even Eileen Davidson said in an interview, like, she was, like, saying how Ashley, she has this feeling that there is something wrong about the baby. And but like everybody is like reassuring her that there is nothing wrong, that there is a baby in her stomach, there is this and that. So then she she has to wrap her mind about the fact that everybody else is saying that she is carrying a baby, but yet alone without those around her, she's still having second thoughts. I'm like, go with that, go with that, (laughs) get a second opinion, do something. I mean, my God, I, I mean, why are they dumbing? Not only her, but they're also dumbing down, dumbing down Victor Newman of all people. I mean, Victor Newman is not one to be reckoned with, and basically they're having to have him play this role where he's like, he's one papaya short of a fruit basket. Yeah, why <laughs> is he kissing the son of the suspect? I mean, the the nephew of the suspect who was, you know, you suspect of gaslighting Ashley. What's the, you know what I mean? His logic seems to be lost there, and I, I just, I, I get lost on that, you know. So. Uh, the thing is with, uh, with Victor also, it's like, um, no, I'm sorry, with, with uh, the the whole Adam being like that, at what point, you know, is he going to say enough is enough, I've pushed these people too far to where they can, um, where he can get some kind of redemption? Because at this point, if, if you know, any other character was doing this, I think the payoff would have them die or go to prison or something. But what he he is Victor's son. What what can be done to make him redeemable at this point? And I I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. It almost right. seems like that no one is going to find out he was involved. They're all going to think it's Mary Jane. You know. That's what a lot of people are saying. A lot of people think that um, he won't get caught from this whole thing. That uh, it'll wind up someone will get the blame and then. Someone else will get the blame, and and then the storyline will get dropped, and then they'll move on to the next thing. And I, I've heard people, I heard people express that opinion, and a part of me felt that was true. And again, I only felt that way simply because rewind, rewind a few years, not even a few years, um, maybe about twenty years. Um, Sheila Carter, was she caught? True. Mm-hmm. Sheila was never caught. 
Phyllis. Mm-hmm. fled the country and went to Los Angeles. <laughs> and then the, and then went ahead and then went ahead and fled Connecticut to Connecticut for a few years, came back, uh fled fled to a South American country, came back and got Phyllis's face and uh allegedly went ahead and got shot <laughs> and killed. Speaking of or did, Phyllis. Uh, did she uh, did she really go ahead? <laughs> and speaking of Phyllis Phyllis hit Paul and almost killed him. She never got caught. Phyllis, Phyllis, did that hit and run with Christine yeah. and Paul? Yeah. Oh, I called her Christine. Oh, That's yeah. the first time I've called her Christine. I, this is the first time I've never called her Cricket. Um, <laughs> yeah, she did that hit and run back in '94, New Year's, and New Year's. That, that was one of the biggest. That. That was one of the biggest criticisms that people had of even when Bill Bell was writing the show is that sometimes he would let things slide to go ahead and keep an actor who was appealing on that he did it with Phyllis because he went ahead, he wanted to keep Michelle Stafford on, go ahead a lot longer than he intended. So went ahead, Phyllis's stuff had to go ahead and get swept under the rug. Uh, go ahead, he did it with Malcolm, go ahead and sleeping with Drew that, oh, well, you know, I thought you wanted it. <laughs> go ahead, and I didn't realize you were doped up on, on cold pills uh, because go ahead and Shamar had gone ahead and become, you know, popular good in the short time they were there, and he wanted to go ahead and keep him around. And even go ahead back to when Victor first came on the show. I mean, this was a guy who went ahead and imprisoned his wife's lover in a bomb shelter right. under the ranch and went ahead, which he had decked out like a dungeon, and fed him rats on there. And go ahead, here it is now. You know, he, this is the, the, probably the one character who arguably the show would, might fall apart if he's missing on there. Who would have thought that? And go ahead and... So I've gone ahead and said, hey, don't be surprised if the same thing happens to Adam somewhere. They'll come up with something. It. it may not go ahead and make sense. It may be contrived on there. But if they want to keep him around on there and go ahead, they feel it's warranted. You know, they've done it They've done it many times before. They'll do it again. <laughs> there, there was something else that I, um, um, you know, I heard about. I didn't know it um, until maybe like a few years back. And this was something that really upset me, let alone pissed me off more so with Lynn Marie Latham that this wasn't done. Um, besides, besides the fact that they killed off John Abbott, there was a story that they could have actually played if they had to kill him off, which they didn't have to do. But if they had to go that route, they could have played out the fact of Ashley being adopted. But, yep. not really an Abbott. Right, right. Yeah, and they went ahead... <clears throat> They almost went ahead and touched on it once in the, in the story in Shari Shattuck's last story, where that Eileen Davidson picked up when she came back to the show, which was so awful it made even the art scam stories they have today look good. <laughs> go ahead, but go ahead. It was they had go ahead and Ashley's wicked stepbrother, who was the stepson of her biological father was blackmailing her into helping her with the, go ahead with this crazy art scam on there. And, no, go ahead. First, no, that was the whole thing. Oh, you know, Daddy can't go ahead and find out good on there because she kept that. I mean, she even gave in to Jack's blackmail to go ahead and keep that secret But back when it originally played out. And I remember reading Jack Smith when he was executive producer said, to his memory, that's the one story he remembers Bill Bell saying that, 
he wished he never did it. And go ahead. That's one reason why after it went ahead, the dust settled. It was never brought up again, really, until and it wasn't until after he was gone, his head writer, and Kate Holden was in there that they brought it up again. And then she dropped it like a hot potato too. So it seemed like the writers just never went ahead and wanted to respect what he did and said, okay, you know, we'll never go there again. But you know, I mean, I would really like to see it go ahead and on there. I mean, I don't personally, I don't think, you know. At this stage in the game, where they've developed Jack and Ashley's relationship to, uh, you know, if it finally came out, Jack would consider her an abbot for life on there. This isn't Terry Lester's Jack who went ahead and was willing to go ahead and say, yeah. "Hey, Greg, keep your mouth shut, or I'm going to go, uh, or I'll go, ahead, uh, give me back the presidency as your bow, or I'll go ahead and spill everything to Dad." <laughs> so, yeah. you know. It, but go ahead, you know, at least go ahead, have it touched on, got on there when they went. If if John Abbott had to die, there should have been a reason, and there really wasn't. Huh? No, no, there was no, there was no reason to do it in the first place to get caught up. <laughs> you. <laughs> no reason at all. That was one of the worst, worst yeah. mistakes that that show has ever made. And yeah. I, I had to I had to share this update status on Facebook from Kitty. I thought was just absolutely hysterical. Gloria is wearing a fur coat that looks suspiciously like my sister Fluffy. She better not come anywhere near me. I'll cut a bitch. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm like, who is this? Who is this? Who is Kitty? Who is Kitty? I like that one, and I like this one where it goes, I just got offered a contract. They wanted someone with more expressions than Tom Beard. <laughs> oh, God. What a train wreck that is. He doesn't even move his mouth. <laughs> he doesn't. He looks like a heavy drinker, and he's, like, swollen and, like, stiff, and he doesn't move his jaw. I don't understand. I think I he's understand. had plastic surgery. I think that may be contributing oh, okay. to that. I, a lot of people didn't notice that, though. A lot of people didn't notice that about um the the slurring, not really slurring, but someone mentioned that it was, like, a lift that he's got going on, which I never heard before. Really? Um, I didn't hear it when he was originally on. I heard it when he came back as the ghost in 2005 in that one scene. I heard it then, but I didn't, and I'm here a lot now, so I'm like, I, w- I really wanted to know what happened there, because it's definitely, it's definitely noticeable. Yeah, he has the puff mouth or something. something. I don't know, it's just weird. It just seems odd. Well... <laughs> I'm going to get back on my grind, you guys, but I just wanted to call in and listen and say thank you. And, Shawana, I'll catch you on the board. And yes, La- yes, thank you so much for joining and posting no and stuff. Problem. And, Lavelle, thank you for doing what you do, keeping it going. And um, thank you all. Y'all have a great night. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah. Great. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That's really awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, all right, um, we got two minutes left. Okay. Plug Ashby's Angels before you leave. <laughs> okay, everyone, Ashby's Angels is Daniel Goddard's official fi- fan site, so please feel free to head on over and you can join up and we can talk about the show and everything else. You know, we can get a little dirty, just letting you know, but uh, that's always a good thing because, I mean, look at Daniel Goddard. Who wouldn't inspire such thoughts? <laughs> 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 Well, I'm being truthful. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is true. And uh, if you join Ashley's Angels, you'll find out the true meaning of pasta. 
<laughs> yes. You'll yes, find that will. out. You'll you'll find that out. Oh and, oh, and by the way, I saw Tom Cassiello popped in the room, so I wanted to give a shout out to him. What's up, man? Keep doing what you do on the Young and the Restless. We love you. It's great knowing you. It's great being friends with you, and uh, you know, just keep up the great work that you're doing on the show. I, I commend you. I applaud you. And, uh, and there you have it. So, you know, I just hey, Tom. <laughs> we do love your work. Yeah, it's it's really good. We uh, I do so enjoy your writing. And you know, definitely. as a lean fan, thank you. <laughs> definitely want to get that plug in there for him. And also, if you guys are going into the LA area, make sure you guys try to get to the Young and Restless dinner at the Sheridan Hotel next month, as well as Daniel Goddard and Joshua Morrow's event. Yeah, we'll all be there. August, it's August 28th and 29th. So make sure you guys check it out. If you need information, go to theyoungandarestless.com. Look under News and Events and look for the fan club dinner. You can get the application from that site, as well as sending Kathy Thomas an email and Kathy Thomas at theboldandbeautiful.com. I think it's .com or .tv. She'll send uh, .com. It's .com. She'll yep. send you the application for the Daniel Goddard and uh, Joshua Moore event. So make sure you guys check that out. But thanks, to everybody, for calling. Thanks to everybody coming into the chat room. Uh, we'll be back shortly, probably, with Christoph soon. Um, signing off. Take care, everybody. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.